0: back to my podcast. I am Camilla, your high vibe advocate. Give me 15 minutes and I will give you a high vibe world. I've been having a really busy week with work thus far. So I've had barely any time to sleep or eat or even to breathe. So it's easy to, to notice actually how tiring mental exhaustion can be i actually feel a lot more energy depleted from a full work day where i spend you know too much time just like talking on the phone with people like numerous people some of them for over two or three hours and drafting documents and gathering information reviewing medical reports texting with clients etc than when I exercise vigorously all day long. Like even days when I worked at Habitat for Humanity doing construction work, it wasn't as tiring as, you know, mental work can be. So it's very mentally draining. And when I'm tired, all that lack of energy tends to get me a little bit down. And I'm sure that's the case with many of you who also have mentally draining jobs or, you know, who are taking care of kids all day long, you know which is not only mentally draining, but it's also physically exhausting. Uh, I know that you also don't get much sleep in, on top of that, and there's also no break, so it's kind of like a love slavery of sorts. <laughs> so, and when, when we're feeling down, the last thing that we need is bad news. But these days, it seems like that's all we get from everything and everyone around us, right? That's what the media feeds us. And I'm not advocating to tune yourself off of important information, But I am advocating to protect your energy and guard it with your life because your energy is precious. So in an effort to boost your energy today, I um, want with today's episode to just, um, just share a bunch of recent good news from all over the world. Cool, right? So I actually had this idea like a long time ago like back in 2012 when I was completely devastated by the Sandy Hook massacre and that horrible rape case in India you know that story of the girl that was raped on the bus um and died from her injuries you know those things happened like days apart and I and I basically was robbed of my peace for years after that you know it's also I was on my I was in my 20s and being in your 20s is always like scars very scary time um but um, you know, I thought then that there's just enough news channels for bad news or neutral news or all kinds of news out there. So how about creating one that is just focused on good news, right? Well, I should have copyrighted that because uh, I feel like you know, Jim Jim from the Office for guy's name John John something. Uh, he he's been doing that lately or during the pandemic, and it's pretty great. Anyway, um, here's some uh, good news for you guys. Let's start with good news about tigers. So tigers are finally making a remarkable comeback in much of South Asia, Bhutan, Russia, and China. That's what the World Wild Fund has, has said in this uh, in this statement today, actually. Nepal reported that it was the first country to double its tiger population in 2019, um, and India, in particular, has been, um, a, you know, touting its success because a tiger census released last year in India uh, revealed that seventy percent of tigers, you know, or actually that's where seventy percent of tigers are located. Um, that census reported that populations there had nearly doubled in the last twelve years, so from fourteen hundred to nearly three thousand tigers in twenty nineteen. And in 1973, India just had nine tiger reserves. And today, it has 50 reserves with a total of 2,967 tigers. You know, that's what was reported um, by, you know, by the, the envir- like their environment minister, Prakash uh, Javadakar. That's what he said yesterday. And in a triumphant moment for the endangered species, new photos released today... Uh, which is also World Tiger Day, revealed sightings of numerous new tigers in a region of Western Thailand for the first time in four years. So this is really great news for tiger lovers and for myself because I love animals generally. So this is pretty great, great news for the world. And I know that, you know, uh, <laughs> one of the highlights of the pandemic has been Tiger King. I know I didn't watch it really, or maybe I watched a few episodes after everybody else was watching it, but I don't really get it. I don't really see the... I don't think I ever finished it. Well, whatever. But tiger tigers are, are, are a hot topic during the pandemic. So this is really great news about the tiger population. I'm very, very excited that it has doubled um, in some places and it has increased so dramatically in the last few years. Another great news has to do with Alzheimer's research. Scientists are hopeful that they have a new discovery that might be a breakthrough in Alzheimer's research after experiments with oxytocin showed that it might be useful in treating and maybe even in reversing the degenerative disorder. And the research, which was published on July 20th, 2020, has revealed for the first time that the chemical oxytocin also known as the cuddle hormone, (laughs) could have therapeutic benefits for cognitive disorders, including dementia. Oxytocin is released by the pituitary gland and is known for its role in the female reproductive system and in inducing feelings of love and happiness. So this is so perfect. It can also uh, boost learning and memory, which is what scientists have found in their research. I think it's so fitting and I think for so many of us like Alzheimer's is such a touchy uh topic. Uh, it's one of the fears that I have in my life. We Scott and I lost his grandma Nora to Alzheimer's. Um and it's always sad to to watch somebody's mind go away. It's it's almost like you know, at the end just the body's there and the person is no longer there and it's it's just it's devastating. So, I'm so glad that they are making strides in Alzheimer's research. Um, another great news is actually a result of the pandemic. It's an idea that a farmer in Washington state had to not let food go to waste. So, George Ahern, you know, he heard that farmers in Washington state were giving away onions and potatoes that they suddenly couldn't sell right so his instinct for goodwill led him on a journey that would lead to the rescue of 200 tons of vegetables arriving in food banks to support people in need um sorry my dog wants to come into the room <laughs> I had to let him in see this is uh not live but it could be live because i hate re-recording so things are just you know I, you have to take me as i come basically um, what was I saying? Okay, so so this farmer rescued two hundred tons of vegetables that he brought to food banks to to uh, to support people in need. Um, the breakdown of farm supply chains and customers due to COVID nineteen shutdowns means that crops are destroyed or left to rot. Um, so and in, in, in rural Washington, farmers knew that they could they could get their crops to the food banks in Seattle uh you know but it's hard like you how are you going to transport all those crops there so inspired by these farmers plight Ahern asked on Facebook to borrow someone's truck or trailer for the day to haul around 2,000 pounds of restaurant grade onions and potatoes and the response to this altruistic post was dramatic and soon four trucks and two trailers uh, had hauled 9.3 tons of crops grown in the East to feed hungry people in the West. And this voluntary act of kindness grew into a nonprofit organization called East West Food Rescue. And it has saved over 2.4 million pounds of food from fields while also amassing enough donations to help compensate farmers for their loss because of COVID 19. And again, everything started because of COVID 19. So they immediately lost all the um all these restaurant contracts that they had, you know for these quality potatoes and onions. And since European countries were shut down, they weren't exporting them because their restaurants were also closed. And on that first inaugural run, Ahern relied on several Washingtonians, uh, such as Nancy Balin, with her trucks. And Zofia Pastor, a farmer and fellow nonprofitor, began donating crates and boxes for transporting the crops because food banks originally admitted that they couldn't accept semi-truckload of loose potatoes. And the goal is to rescue 10 million pounds of food, for which Ahern is trying to raise $250,000. And he says that one of the most important priorities is to get refrigeration capacity for fruit and other produce, as well as for milk and eggs. And uh, he had originally planned to shut down the operation after it reached 70 tons so that he could spend more time with his family. But that was long ago. And he now accepts that this is a moment that he can't stop. It's his true calling. So doing good feels good. In some additional great news, here is a man who is true to his word. He says a handshake is a handshake. And he won the lottery. <laughs> so this guy um, won the lottery in Wisconsin, and he's living up to his agreement that he made with his buddy almost three decades ago. These are friends, Tom Cook and Joe Feeney, and they shook hands in 1992, swearing that if either one of the of the two of them won the Powerball jackpot, they would split the winnings, no matter who brought who who no matter who bought the ticket. And Tom um who lived in Elkmont said that he was frozen when he realized that the Powerball ticket that he had bought was the $22 million jackpot winner. Afterward, he called Joe uh to tell him that you know the news and Joe, who's an avid fisherman, couldn't quite believe it. He said that John called him and he was just thinking that he was joking. Um because, you know, this Powerball was sold in 45 states and the overall you know, odds of winning are one in almost 300 million. So Tom gave this, his two-week notice and retired upon learning of the news. And neither of them has, has any extravagant plans for the winnings, but both of them took home nearly $6 million after taxes and are looking forward to enjoying more family time. How nice is that, right? That's a true friend. Um, And here's another amazing great news, too. Some altruistic stuff. A single mom, down to her last $7 bill, found a $1 bill in a grocery store parking lot. So she walked back into the store and bought a lottery ticket and won $100. And just like that, her luck began turning around. And most of us in that position would probably keep the $100 and breathe a sign of relief, but not Shatara Sims. At the urging of her 12-year-old daughter, Rakia, she decided to donate all of her winnings to the family of a local Kansas City police officer who was wounded in the line of duty. For the Sims family, that desire to pay it forward is personal. When Shatara's eldest daughter was killed in 2012, Kansas City police officers went above and beyond to support her family as much as possible. The detectives were really there for them, and they were there for them more than anyone. So, uh, you know, and and they did things that they didn't have to do. That's what she told CNN. Uh, You know, they they went to see her kids. They did a lot. They were fathers and therapists. They were everything. So... Not wanting to make a fuss about her generosity, Shatara called the Kansas City Police Police Department and made um, her donation anonymously. She told the officers on the phone that she had been dealing with several hardships of her own, recently losing her job due to COVID-19 pandemic. But in spite of what was going on, you know, what she was going through, she felt that the family of the wounded officer needed the $100 more than she did. And the police tried to convince her to reconsider, but Shatara was insistent. Since she didn't even leave her name or number, she assumed that the brief police con- phone conversation that she had with the police and her sense of inner satisfaction would be the end of the story. But it didn't take long until the local police officers, the local police precinct, were abuzz and touched by her kindness and gratitude, and a group of police officers became determined to find her, and express their own thanks. To hear her call and just you know, express thanks for no reason other than the fact that she was thankful, was just really impactful to them. Um, and that's what the Kansas City Police Department Jake Bakina had told CNN also. So after finally locating Shata- uh, Shatara, the police department decided to set up a GoFundMe page to help her and her family with their financial situation. They called the campaign helping the woman with a heart of gold. And the response was so overwhelming that strangers and officers donated more than $145,000 to her. Paying it forward pays back. That's what you should learn from that one. Um, Also, if you are a sea turtle lover like I am, and also a lover of all other animals including whales and dolphins... You would be happy to know that they may soon be free of the deadly possibility of getting entangled in huge drift nets that are floating in the coast of California. The U.S. Senate on Wednesday unanimously passed a bipartisan bill to phase out the use of harmful mesh gill nets in federal waters there. And that is the only place that the nets are still being used in the United States. And the mesh drift nets... Uh, which are more than a mile long, are usually left in the ocean overnight to catch swordfish and uh, and thresher sharks. And uh, unfortunately, other marine species, including whales, dolphins, sea lions, sea turtles, fish, and sharks can also become entangled in that large mesh net and that injures or kills them a lot of times. The Turtle Island Restoration Network has led a coalition of concerned citizens and partner organizations uh, for nearly 20 years were working nonstop um, to, to try to stop the devastating impact of the drift net fishery on sea turtles and other ocean animals with much success. In 2018, California had passed a four-year phase-out of large mesh drift gill nets in the state. But the new law, this new law that was just passed, um, called the Drift Net Modernization and, and Bycatch Reduction Act, would extend similar protections to federal waters within five years and authorize the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration to help the commercial fishing industry transition to more sustainable gear types. So this is not going to hurt the fishermen who depend on these nets. This legislation is actually going to ensure that no more whales or dolphins fall victim to these fish nets and to to horrific conditions in their own home at sea. Um, So... This is just very encouraging to see the United States taking steps to to address the harmful fishing methods in the oceans and off our coasts uh because the use of large uh drift nets by a single fishery in California is responsible for ninety percent of the dolphins and um and porpoises killed tortoises killed along um the the west coast and Alaska and at least six endangered um threatened or protected species are harmed by these drift nets off of California coast. So this is really, really great. It's gonna save a lot of animals. Um, One of the greatest things that happened from COVID-19 has actually also been the support that Americans have given to small businesses. Seven in 10 Americans have experienced a wake-up call during the COVID-19 pandemic to shift their purchases away from bigger corporations and instead to shop at small stores. And that's according to a new poll of U.S. adults. The survey asked 2,000 Americans about how they've responded to the novel coronavirus impact in their local communities and whether they're supporting small businesses in this difficult time. And 71% of those surveyed um, uh, said that they are now shifting their shopping habits to supporting local businesses rather than big corporations or chain stores. Um, And they also found that 79% Of respondents said that COVID-19 pandemic has changed their perspective on just how important small businesses are to their communities. Because during their months of sheltering in place, respondents shared that they've supported an average of 10 small businesses. 43% of respondents said that the top method that they've been supporting their local businesses is by ordering takeout or delivery. And over half of those surveyed also said that they're tipping their delivery drivers more than they normally would, like up to 28% of the bill, in fact. And another 4 in 10 respondents said that they've shown support by visiting their websites and ordering online, while other 38% said that they've been donating money. 3 in 10 are also writing online reviews and sharing local businesses' social media posts to support them during this time, which is really nice, and not everybody usually takes the time for that, but I guess we have more time in some ways, and it's just very uplifting to see that we are learning from this pandemic. Another great news is uh, that a young woman was walking in Santa Ana, California when she came upon an elderly street vendor selling tamales. And she she saw how tired he looked in his wheelchair and she decided to give him a few bucks and a sandwich. And she also gave him a compassionate ear to listen to his story, which was the greatest gift of all, if you ask me. Those gifts alone were enough to cause the 94-year-old to break down in tears. But what followed in the coming days has overwhelmed him with gratitude. Kenya Baragon first saw Jose Villa Ochoa um, on the streets and she thought of her own parents. She felt for him, she said. And uh, she said that both her parents are older and that she would hate to see her dad you know, out there selling tamales for somebody and barely making ends meet. So this guy that she saw, he's he's known as Don Joel. He explained that although he wanted a job, nobody would hire him because of his age. He's 94. And in order to keep himself afloat financially, he started to sell tamales cooked by a local woman. And at the end of each arduous day, he would give, she would give him a cut of, of her earnings. And this allowed him to buy food, but it wasn't enough for him to afford his medications or a phone. And the 28-year-old woman was happy to listen to his story, but she wanted to do more. So she made an appeal to her followers on Instagram for more assistance. Within one week, her friends and strangers overwhelmed her and Don Joel with... um more than $84,000 in donations. And in addition to the money raised for Don Joel's retirement, Kenya purchased him a new new wheelchair and a shiny new pair of shoes. And even though he's 94, he says that he feels like he's 40 now because of the kindness that she bestowed upon him, which has made him feel so alive. And he describes the generosity as life-changing. And Kenya feels exactly the same way. She says that she's always looking for a purpose you know, the purpose that helps people. And she's been living in line uh, with those values in her current job, working with people who have disabilities to get them transportation. And her goal in life is actually to establish a homeless shelter. And not just in terms of monetary, uh, you know, not, not, just, uh, not just, you know, to get money. Uh, she hopes that this story inspires others to care more for those in their communities Uh, And she's not just talking about people donating money to them, but also taking the time to talk to someone who looks lonely or who are down on their luck. um, Because that can be more meaningful than we can imagine. In fact, it can be life-changing. And this is just a small sample of great news. And I have far exceeded my 15-minute time. So if you're still listening, thank you. Um, I just think that much of it, much of this good news, uh, is a result of the much needed pause and reflection brought to us by the pandemic that we're living through. And I know that it's taken a toll and I, I, uh, I also know that it has helped us wake up from a slumber of sorts where our priorities were twisted and our reality distorted. And if you're feeling down today, try to see if perhaps shifting your focus, towards something positive like reading some good news or watching some good news can lift your spirits. I sure hope that with today's episode I did just that. And that is all we have for today. Thank you for being with me and for listening to me and for being a part of my journey I am Camilla, your High Vibe Advocate, looking forward to your outreach at highvibeadvocate.com and your follow on Instagram at advocate. And as always, looking forward to our next meeting right here on my channel. See you next Wednesday.